The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It is now time for the second hour of power. Oh, yeah, with Ron Heidenreich and me. I'm Neubauer. See how that rhymes there? <laughs> and we have Nick Bodie producing on the boards. He's got a lot of buttons and dials and computer screens to look at, but he's holding his own, that's for sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, we are live every morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We encourage uh, feedback or, or you know, questions, comments. Uh, I want to brag about, you know, big fish, big deer, whatever. 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250. Uh, Nick, since this is the first week of deer season uh, or of gun deer season, and Wisconsin has like oh, probably like 900,000 people <laughs> in the woods right now or something like I forget, 600,000, I forget right. what it is. If you could just uh, pull up that first week of deer camp, a song we want to we want to check that out. I mean that's kind of like a tradition, right? Isn't right. it? Yep. To to do that, uh, that's that's important. And this also is the time of the year where you want to get your uh, boat under wraps. The snow is filing, and I know I know it's uh, a lot of people have put their boats away, Ron. Oh yeah. You know a while ago, but there are some people that are still out there. You know. Uh, you know, fishing because the rivers are open. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the uh, the west end of Pewaukee Lake is wide open. Yeah, so this is it. It's no, there it is. Head. I'm lying with the dust balls underneath my bed, and icy breezes blowing in through the tongue and groove. My pants are frozen to the floor, and I'm too sick to move. I didn't okay. drink too many. <laughs> okay. Only 30 cans of beer. Du- it's it done by the Youpers. Youpers. I can just imagine where they're from. Right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we always got to think about deer camp, you know, and all that. My son, he sleeps in his car. Really? And his father-in-law oh. and his brothers-in-law, they all sleep in their vehicles. Oh, man. And I said, you realize motels aren't that expensive. They're right, right. down the road from where you're hunting. But they like to be right on the property, right in the camp, right in their camp, and whatever. And it's like, okay, oh, God. you guys are you guys are nuts, uncomfortable, and potentially cold. Well, definitely cold. Well, they bring enough stuff to stay uh, warm, but still, I no, that's not for uh, me. I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. You know, yeah, no, <laughs> same here, same here. I'm not doing it. But then again, in my uh, grand caravan, I could probably do that because I got that nice big open back end. If I take down those back seats, you well, know, if you can stretch out, that's one thing. Oh, but yeah. sitting behind a but steering wheel. But if you wheel, can't no. stretch out, no, no, no. I could put a mattress back there and everything, you know, or one of those blow up ones, you know, regular hippie van, huh? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> got the shag carpeting around. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, the, the, the muskies around the state doing, oh, about winterizing. No, that's what I wanted to get to. Oh, sure. You know, now's, you know, if for the people who are still going to the rivers fishing or, uh, like you say, on the west end of Pewaukee you're wherever. Now, up north, those lakes are froze. You ain't going to get a boat in right. those. Uh, forget that. But the rivers, that's where a lot of, I, I mean, I know this one guy. He fishes from shore on the Fox River over by, I mean, excuse me, on the Rock River down by, uh, what's that island called? Uh, Black, Black, Black Wolf. Black Wolf. Yeah, down in that area. He fishes from shore, and he's catching walleyes every time he goes. Wow. And, you know, out of uh, maybe a dozen walleyes that he catches, three or four of them are legal size. Using crankbaits or jigamental? You know, or? I, I think he's mainly, I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I would think, almost think casting a crankbait or something. That, yeah, but I, I, he might be using like a slip bobber with a jig and minnow on it and letting it slip float down, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and he's catching them right from shore. So, I mean, there is shore fishing available for him, and he's and he's catching some legal ones, which is good because normally on the rock you get a lot of short ones. But, you know, he's catching some legal ones. And uh, But for people who are going to need to put your boat away, call Skipper Buds. They got a big area where they can put it in. They put the shrink wrapping on it. Just make sure you cover up those the holes for like the water uh, intake, yeah. outtake, whatever. Right. Uh, so the mice don't get in them and make little nests. Well, what, what I do with my boat uh, yeah. uh, is for to, to protect the live wells and the hoses that are underneath the floor of the boat. Is I'll take uh, a gallon. Uh, it depends on the size of what your boat is, but a gallon. Some guys maybe two gallons of the pink uh, RV antifreeze. Oh, okay. And I, I put my, my live well uh, selector, the, the valve selector switch, and recirculate, and I'll dump a gallon of antifreeze in the boat, and I'll turn this, the pump on and let it recirculate that pink antifreeze through the whole system. So all of the hoses and the pumps and the valves all got pink in them. Okay. And then I turn it to empty, and I let it drain out, and whatever is still left in there is antifreeze. Yeah, so, that's great. Uh, well, that's you, a good you, idea, Ron. Yeah, you really don't want to uh, have you know, those hoses are all plastic, so yeah. you don't want a hose to break underneath the floor of your boat. Oh, uh, God, no. Big money, big headache. A gallon of antifreeze is two and a half, three dollars It's cheap insurance. That's a great idea. Yeah. We should do that with my son Chris's boat. Uh, I've been doing that for years. Oh, why didn't you tell me that sooner? I thought, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was common sense. Oh, no, I, no, I did not know that. That's that's a the, the other thing that a lot idea. of people make a mistake on doing is they, they take their batteries out of the boat and they put them in the basement and they, they put a charger on them. And, and it's not a bad idea, but it's work that you don't need to do. A batteries, a lead-acid battery will go dormant in the cold weather. It does right. not go dead, and right. it will not get shot. So in the fall of the year, when you're done with the boat, Top the water off in the battery if it's not a maintenance free battery. Right. Uh, did I say oil? I meant water. Yeah. Top no, no. You did off. say you did say okay. water. Yeah. Top the water off. It's important to charge the battery then because if you don't charge it, the water will not have mixed with the acid. Right. Right. So it's important to charge the battery so that the electrolyte and the water mix. Uh, disconnect one leg of your battery, positive or negative. It don't matter. And the only reason you do that is so that if some little varmint gets in there. It starts chewing. You don't right. start a fire. Right, right. Leave right. them in the boat. They will be just fine. Uh, and by the time you get the boat out of storage in April, it's going to be the, the battery will be more than adequate to get you started. Then put it back on a charger and bring her back up to snuff. That's it. Don't take them out of the boat. I, I listened to a seminar that was uh, held by uh, uh, the Remy Battery Company in Milwaukee, and he said, ideally, take their batteries out of the boat 
and put them in your freezer in the winter. What? Yeah, well, they just go dormant. See, when your batteries are active, the acid and the lead plates, it's always working. And there's yeah. only so many that the plates in a battery are like uh, like a washboard. They're, they're corrugated. Mm-hmm. And so you got high spots and valleys and high spots and valleys. And when your acid is working, it slowly erodes down to high points. Mm-hmm. And that's how your battery gets weaker through years okay. of, of, uh, of cycles. So if you put your battery in total dormancy, it's going to last longer. Oh. Because the acid is not working with lead. It goes right. dormant. But in the wintertime, if the battery is, let's just say it's on average, it's 10 degrees for the whole winter on average. Mm-hmm. That's pretty darn close to dormant. Yeah. So, that's fine. Yeah. So you don't, you know, you don't need to lift them eighty-pound batteries out of your boat and put them in the basement. <laughs> and then if you do put them in the basement, your basement is probably sixty-five degrees or above. The batteries are always working. Yeah, yeah. So you know, let them go dormant. Uh, a lot of people even put flashlight batteries in the refrigerator to keep mm-hmm. them longer because they go dormant. Wow. So that's. But they keep their charge. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. How about yep. You know. The guy's a, a wealth of knowledge here. Hey. Look at that. I We learned something, folks. Valleys, peaks. Corrugated washboards. Corrugated washboards, yeah. Electrolytes. <laughs> well, somebody, wow, you're getting your money's worth out of those college words, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't go to college. <laughs> but, you I know. barely got out of high school. You know, I'll tell you, you know, though, Ron, I'll tell you what. You know, there, there's a lot of anglers like yourself and, and a lot of people out there who, you know, they listen to, mm-hmm. to the experts when they're explaining different things, whether it be about batteries or your reels or your rods or the lures or, you know, or your guns or the ammo that, you know, you, you learn over the years, these things, you know, and then you pass that knowledge on. And I hope that's what we do a little bit here on this show, mm-hmm. you know, passing some of that knowledge on. There, there's one other thing that comes to winter storage and, you know, most, most boats have onboard battery chargers, which will, Charge the batteries right. until they reach a full charge, and then they go into, uh, I believe they call it a float mode, where they just kind of hold it there and keep it keep mm-hmm. it at that charge. And if the, the sensor's a little discharged, it pumps it back up. And a lot of people leave them plugged in all winter long. If oh, they, no, If they have the facility. Good. I don't have any hard proof or science of it, but I'm just not comfortable leaving an electrical, uh, something like that, a charger that has to monitor things. Un, unsupervised. Yeah, you know, yeah, Overnight in the garage, after a day of fishing, that's fine. But I never leave yeah. them plugged in for for days and, no, and weeks no, on end. No, no, I wouldn't either. No. Never, never. Just get them charged up and then unplug it. Right. Yeah, because you never can know what might happen you with don't electricity. Know. Yeah, yep. that's crazy. I'm looking out the window here, Ron, and it's still snowing. Got a yeah. little bit of snow on the ground out there, but not on the driveway. It's on the grass and, right. and on yep. the cars and that, so... Yeah, I remembered to put, uh, folks, if you didn't think about it, like me, uh, you got to remember to when we had that last snow that came, Yep. I didn't have my... Uh, scraper? Scrape, not the scraper, the brush. Okay. I didn't have the brush in the car, and I wish I would have. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, mine is in there now. Yeah, mine's in there too. So, folks, if you don't have that brush in the car, you better put it in there. And sometimes a scraper helps too, you know, unless you got time to just sit there and have the heater on the front window. <laughs> right. But you know this. This is one of those times of the year where fish, you know, open water fishing is going down. We're not yet ice fishing. You know, it's unless you go up north, you know, right. you can ice fish. But you know, it, it's kind of like we're in that limbo period right around this time. Yep, nowhere and, land. Yeah, and we're getting. Uh, it seems like we're getting a 
early ice this year. Oh, you yeah, know, you know, I was saying before, the, the east end is on the Pewaukee is froze over, and, and granted, it's only November 17th. I don't think it's going to, the east end is going to open up. I mean, yeah. we're probably going to get some 45 and 50-degree weather, but yeah. uh, the sun is at a low angle now, yeah. and, uh, and I, I don't think the east end is going to open up, but the west end is wide open. Right. Well, listen, we got to go to another break. Uh, when we come back, we will be playing the NFL football picking contest which is sponsored by Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. It is the place to meet, laugh, eat, drink, and enjoy life. they got all kinds of specials going on during the Packer games, the Badger games, the Buck games. You name it, it's a great sports place, but a lot of nice people, a lot of good food, and it's a lot of fun to be at. So that's Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. They're just Kitty Corner, or if you're from down south, Caddy Corner, from Smokey's musky bait and tackle shop excuse me we'll be right back right here on 105.7 fm the fan bring it to me carlos yeah (laughs) this is that was a great song yes <laughs> or is still it, yeah it, it, the it great is. ones never get old that's right they don't the good ones don't anyway what were we talking about before i oh we got to do do the football picking contest yes, right. let's get to our caller who do we got we have brian and west alice wow hey good morning brian now you're gonna unless Bodie already got your name and address, uh, did you? I got them. We're oh, good. good. We're good. We're we're good on that. All right, Bodie, take it away. Who do we got? What are the spreads? All righty. So first NFC North game of the week, we have the Panthers versus the Lions. It's in Detroit. Currently, Carolina is a four and a half point favorite. Well, who do you like, Bodie? I like the Panthers. I'm going to take Super Cam and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I think they're on a tear. Okay. What about you, John? Oh, Brian. Uh, Brian. I'm sorry, Brian. I'm going to go with the Panthers, too. I think they're going to rebound after last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers also. Me, too. <laughs> I, okay, we're all agreed on the Panthers. All right. And then uh, good stuff there. Up next, we have Vikings and Bears, NFC Showdown on Sunday Ooh. Night Football. They are in Chicago at Soldier Field. Bears are currently two-and-a-half-point favorites. Ooh, that's a tough one, Brian. Who do you like? I'm going to go with the Vikings plus the point. All right. Bodie, what do you like on that one? Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Vikings too. Yeah, yeah. Ron? I think the I think the Vikings will prevail, even though they're they're an indoor team and it's outdoors. But I think the Vikings will do it. Bear down, Chicago Bears. <laughs> I'm taking the Bears in this one. He's taking the Bears. The Bears. All right, and Coach Ditka. Polish sausage. You remember that, eh? Oh, yeah, man. Bill Swirsky and the Sioux fan, that's the best. All right, since the Packers played on Thursday, even though we'd all rather forget that game, the third NFL game this week, huge showdown between the Chiefs and the Rams, possibly the two best teams in the NFL. The game was moved from Mexico City to L.A., so the Rams technically at home. They are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me the Rams all the way. Okay, you got the Rams. And who do you like, Brian? I'm going to go with the Rams also. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas City. I think the Rams are about due to get beat at home. Yeah, I. you know what? That's the, my feeling. I think Andy Reid's got a few uh, – he's got a few trick plays up his sleeve. So I'm going to go with K- KC also. All right, boys, and moving and 
Go ahead. Moving yeah. from college, uh, the NFL into college, the Badgers against Purdue. They have won 12 straight against the Boilermakers, but they are currently a four-point underdog. <laughs> Purdue favored in that one. And, Brian, what do you think? I'm going to take Purdue. I don't think the Badgers can pass the ball, and I think that's <laughs> uh, You know, Jonathan Taylor might run for 200 yards, but they're still going to lose. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the Badgers, too. How about you guys? Purdue. Purdue for Ron and you too, Nick? Yeah, it hurts, yeah. but they look too good against Ohio yeah, State. I can't I'm, take the Badgers. Yeah, you're right, Brian. Uh, Wisconsin, you know, this just isn't their year, you know, right? I think they oh. got to find a quarterback that can throw the ball more than five yards down the field. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, don't you find it funny that Hornibrook has been in uh, this concussion protocol for three weeks now? Yeah. That's yeah. a long time. And and nobody knows how he got the concussion either. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Something fishy yeah. there. So, yeah, you're right. Well, you know what, though? It's college. They're young men. They're they're learning all this stuff. So hopefully the Badgers will pick somebody up. You guys all have a great Thanksgiving. You Thank too. you. You too. Appreciate it. Thanks Bye for now. calling. Hi, right, Brian. And uh, the NFL football picking contest is brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub. And I'm sure Brian is going to win a $10 gift certificate to Curly's. Yep. Uh, and you got his name and address over there? Yeah. Good. All right. We're, we're good. We're set. All right. Yeah, because, you know, two weeks ago, before you took off to your Bermuda vacation, uh, yes. you forgot to give me the, the address. Either that or didn't get it, one of the two. I don't okay. know. So, But that's all right. He called the following week, mm. and last week, and said, hey, uh, you know, what happened? And I said, "Ooh, we didn't get it." So. I'm gonna blame that one on Ryan Horvat. Okay, let's blame. <laughs> let's, let's blame Ryan. Yeah, let's blame. Because he's not here, so why yeah. Not? Well, better watch it. He could be listening. No, no, I think he's sleeping late now. Oh yeah, unless he's coming in later. Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah. Well, boy, there. You know, ice fishing coming up. Everybody, you know, a lot of people are out deer hunting. I like venison. Do you guys like venison too? Do you like eating venison? Yeah, uh, certain cuts of it. And- yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it. Well, I like it, but you gotta you gotta take off the fat because that'll give a funky flavor, and you gotta take off the silver skin. Yeah, and you, and no, you can't overcook it. No, you don't want to overcook it. Now, Bodie, you said you used to deer hunt when you were younger. I did. My uncle Jack's got a place up in uh, Richland Center, so I went yeah. out for the first time. I was about 13 or 14. Now we had a rifle. My brother was using that, so they sent me out there with the 20 gauge. I had a Mossberg. Pump okay. with a slug barrel on it, so slugs, right. slugs great because you don't have to follow a blood trail. You hit something, you're gonna oh. knock it down. But um, yeah. came up empty-handed three or four years in a row, and uh, just kind of decided I was like, eh, I don't know if this whole 5 a.m. sitting out in a box stand things for me. So <laughs> I I have taken a break uh, for a little yeah. bit. But um, well, you know, I I'm with you there. When I was younger, <laughs> you know, we went deer hunting, bow hunting, and gun hunting, and all that, and I I just uh, you know. It, it it just wasn't for I love bird I mean I really enjoy bird hunting you know pheasants and that right. you know I enjoy that uh ducks yeah I en- I enjoy that stuff but the deer hunting eh, I wasn't such a big fan of it you know so well what I don't miss about it and I used to be an avid deer hunter but I do not miss uh tromping around in the dark in the morning when it's cold yeah uh, stumbling over every branch that's out there getting sweated up and then freezing your butt off yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I don't miss that anymore yeah. you know Ron, I'll tell you, that's pro- the reason, one of the reasons I stopped doing tournaments, uh, well, besides them not being, once they stop being fun and enjoyable, right. it's like, why bother, you know? Right. 
But the other thing is, now, like you mentioned that muskie tournament on Pewaukee Lake, 40 miles an hour, 40 mile an hour wind, snow showers, cold. Right. Why would you pay to be fishing on that? They had to pay for the privilege to fish. I got to give the guys credit, you know, because we had yeah. uh, a lot of those guys were signed up in advance and, and they probably could have backed out, but they showed up. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, kudos. it's like, yeah, when I used to fish bass tournaments and, and I, I, I mean, I fished muskie tournaments years ago, the, the ones in Wisconsin, upper Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin, I should say, and some down here, but uh, and some walleye tournaments. I mean, some of there were days that were pretty darn nasty, you know? Sure. But you paid your money, so you figure, well, I gotta go out. I gotta be out in this, you know. Right. Even though if you had, if you weren't paying to fish in that tournament, you wouldn't be out fishing that no. day. You wouldn't go out, you know. And nope. it's like, well, I beat my head against the wall <laughs> you know, on some of this weather, you know. Yeah. One walleye tournament, it was on the Bay of Green Bay. Everybody was in the river because un- unless you had a thirty-foot boat to go out on the bay, you know, it was so windy and nasty. Uh, that everybody was fishing in the Fox River. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is sometimes. I'll fish in, in some inclement weather if I'm on a on a trip. Yeah. But if I'm sitting at home in Sussex and it's not nice outside, no. uh, my recliner's a lot more comfortable than the boat. Yeah. You know, now, like, you take a day like today. It's not windy. Light snow falling. Right. Yeah, it's chilly out. But I would have not have a problem musky fishing right. today. Today would be a good day to be Yeah, I, I don't have a problem. You dress for it, you know? Right. And I don't mind that. Uh, what I really don't like is days like today with a heavy wind. Yes. Forget that then. Then then that just makes life miserable. But if it's a light wind, you know, it's light and little snow falling, yeah. I swear that it's colder on in a boat at this time of the year than it is sitting on a cake of ice. It, it's got to be the damp. <laughs> well, the dampness. Yeah. The dampness, the dampness from the water. the water. Yeah, I, sure. I, I swear it's colder. Yeah. You know, you I don't know. You can sit on a bucket on ice and and be warmer in a day like today than yeah. you can uh, in a boat in a day yeah. like this. Now we have a lot of ice anglers who listen to the show, and uh, now you know. For years ago, I ice fished a lot. You know, you're raising three boys. You you better take them out ice fishing, hunting, regular fishing, whatever. I mean, you gotta let them experience the stuff. You know, and sure, if they like it, fine. If not, fine. You know, but at least experience. But they tended to like it, so we would have to go out a lot. And, of course, I did it for the TV show. Sure. And I'll tell you what, Ron, I was a hell of an actor on that TV show. <laughs> you weren't enjoying yourself, were you? No. When we were doing those ice fishing segments, uh, no, I was not enjoying myself, but it looked like I was. Yeah. I was uh, like I said, I was a good actor. Right. You know, I could have could have gone to Hollywood or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh but the thing is, is that we have a lot of ice anglers who listen to the show now. We know about ice fishing. We know what to use and how to use it and all that. And I was just talking to a guy yesterday, and he asked me, would you use fluorocarbon tied to your treble hooks for pike? And you know what? We'll tell you that answer when we come back after this break, all right? Would you use fluorocarbon? And you can even call us at 799-1250 and tell us if you had a, have had experience with fluorocarbon for ice fishing versus steel leaders. All right, we'll get into that when we get back here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors on 1250 WSSP and 105.7 FM The Fan. We're back here live 
And uh, again, unrehearsed. Tom has been out in re- in uh, dispose here. Yeah, but he's back now. Gotta gotta do commercials. <laughs> you know how that works. Right. Right. Oh goodness. Well, I'll tell you. We were talking about when we went to break about fluorocarbon versus wire leaders for right. pike fishing. Now, what you said during the break was, well, if I'm fishing for bass or walleye, I'm going to use fluorocarbon, sure. Right. But for pike, I'm telling you what, for my money, here's my two cents, okay? I'm going to use wire. Mm-hmm. Now, there are guys that I've talked to say they use like a 40-pound fluorocarbon. They have no problem. I've talked to other guys who've been bit off numerous times. They've gone back to wire. I, I, I guess it's supposed where you hook them, you know? Right. But what do you, I mean, I want wire if I'm fishing pike. What about you? Well, it, the, what, there's two things I think that factor into that. The, the nature of guys when they set up tip-ups in the wintertime is they, they make these massive spreads that it takes them a minute or two to get to the tip-up to, mm-hmm. to see what's going on. So first of all, if, if I'm going to be fishing and i got a chance at multi-species like walleyes or probably a bass or something like that, I'm probably going to use maybe 8 or 10-pound fluorocarbon to give myself a a chance at catching another species. If I'm specifically targeting pike and and you got your spread pretty big, I'm going to be using at least 40 to 60-pound fluorocarbon uh, because your bite-offs are usually going to come because they've swallowed the bait by the time you got to the tip-off. Right. So to to me, um, that would be I would use a fluorocarbon in that respect. And uh, otherwise, a, a real fine wire, and, and there's some seven-strand leaders out there now that you can make tie up and make yourself that are only like 20 and 30 pound, and they're virtually invisible. And, 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 you know, the thing is, is that when it comes to wire leaders, you know, you don't have to use 60 pound, no. 80 pound. No. no. I'll tell you, I mean, all, I mean, let's face it, around here, are we catching monster pike? No. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, you're going to get the occasional 35, maybe 38-inch, and maybe even a 40, but that a 40 is rare. But basically, your, most of your pike around here are going to be 20 inches, or, right. you know, 20 to 30 inches. There, there's, uh, I use a, a wire leader when I'm smallmouth fishing in northern Wisconsin because we always, in the spring of the year, we always uh, bump into muskies sure. by accident. We're yeah. using crankbaits that are... Fifteen to twenty-five dollars uh, mm-hmm. uh, bass trick baits. Mm-hmm. There's a wire out there. It's called Surflon. S U R F L O N. I believe Berkeley is the manufacturer. It's twenty-pound test and it's tieable. Yeah. That's so a, you don't have to important. have this crimp on the line right. and and all of this kind of stuff. You can tie a clinch mm-hmm. knot in it, and it, it makes it, it does not impede the action of the jerk bait right. whatsoever. And I would probably use that mm-hmm. if I'm pike fishing. I wanted to use wire instead of floral. I know whenever I would go to uh, Bass's Bay yep. on Big Muskego, and I'm throwing uh, husky jerks. Yep. Uh, I've got this eight eight inch. I think it's twelve pound test. Eight inch, twelve pound test wire leader. It's just a short little wire leader, but you know what? It has saved me a lot because in the, in before I started using it, every now and then I would. I don't know if I was so much getting bit off as if it might have been in the gill plates or something. You know when they're rolling. So definitely, you know, I use that little wire leader. It's the same pound test as what I'm using, maybe mm-hmm. that I'm casting with. So. It's it's not a problem. I just can't see guys, you know, when you're fishing for five and five, six, seven, eight pound pike that, or let's say two pound pike, yeah, <laughs> you right. know, that you need a, like a sixty pound leader. 
a 20-pound test leader is more than adequate. It's just so that they don't, can't bite it off. Well, you know, and so. keep in mind, in the wintertime, the water is generally very clear. Yeah, I was just going to say clarity of the water right. plays a part. Now, like up on the Pete and Well flowage might not be as clear, right? you know, or some areas, whereas other lakes, it's going to be very clear, you right. know. So, uh, so uh, keeping out the wire leader to a lower pound test, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're still not going to get bit off, and, and you got a better chance of getting hit. Yeah, and, you know, the thing, thing too, is is – like sometimes if the fish if 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 the fish turn on and they're going to bite it don't matter what's hanging there right all right and there are plenty of times though when they're in that neutral feeding mood when they can take it or leave it and if they see too much of something there that's out of the ordinary that's out of their out of their environment you know mm-hmm. yeah that just might shy them away from it you know so yeah. that's where you know so the floral carbon has good points okay right but it doesn't have, you know, like the, it's less visible to the right. fish. But yet the fish can still, uh, or a pike can still cut it with their teeth. Whereas the wire, yeah, it's more visible, but they're not going to cut it with their teeth. So, right. you know, it's like a, a toss-up. Yeah, yeah, it's a toss-up, what you're going to do, you know. But I'll tell you what, in the past, and, and you brought up about guys putting their tip up so far away. Yeah. My kids are like that. That's that's the nature of tip-up fishing. They that's just what they do. They put their tip up so darn far away. Now, when I go with them, with them, Ron, I'm not kidding you. I have that tip up. I, I, I'll sometimes I have a tip up, well, ten feet away right. or less. Right. I mean, not that far away, and, and then the flag goes up. I just get up, take a couple of steps. I'm right there. Right. And I don't. And I'm not the one. I'm not going to sit there and wait. No. Like some guys want to wait, and then and and it's you know it's not moving, and then they're going to wait until it starts. Your, your spindle starts turning, you know. No, if that fish grabbed it, he's going to have a hook in his mouth. You well, know? the other thing is... is Especially it, when you're using smaller shiners, you know. If you're waiting too long, and that, that two is, is uh, up for interpretation, but if yeah. you wait too long uh, and that fish has swallowed that yeah. hook, you can cut the line all you want. Those fish are have a high percentage of not making yeah. it after you high cut mortality that line. rate, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I said the hook right there. And my kids would always tease me. And, well, I, and I tease them. I'd say, why do you have those tip-ups 100 yards away? I can't even see the darn thing. Right. If, you know, and uh, the only time we're going to see it is if a flag goes up. I don't know even know where they are. I don't know where to look. They got, And they'll spread them all over, right? right? And then and then they got to run to them. Right. Well, I'm not into running, <laughs> all right? That's right. <laughs> I don't want to run to that darn tip-up. No, I'm going to walk over there. I'm not going to put it too far from me. Right. So, yeah, it, it's... <laughs> And, you know, and it's funny, we're, and we're still catching panfish. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll have a bunch of holes drilled, you know, when we when, when I used to go. We'll have a bunch of holes drilled, and they'll just go from hole to hole to hole, mm-hmm. you know. and uh, But the tip-ups are not going to be that far away. Right. You know, I think I think at the most that I've ever put a tip-up away is maybe 30 feet. Yeah. You know, that's about the most. You know. yeah, you not going to put them that far away. You know, when you're in a boat, uh, okay, well, you can probably cast a, a good long cast is probably 75 to 100 feet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you don't, you just, so if you put one tip up 75 feet away from you and then the next one's another 75 feet away, yeah. it's just you're asking for fish to swallow yeah. the hooks and, and, uh, and, or have to run and risk falling. You know, I got to put a plug in for one of our sponsors, Dave's Turf and Marine yes. out there by Watertown. Couple of years ago, I bought that. I know, how do you pronounce that? Not Johnson Red. Johnson Red. Johnson Red uh, leaf, uh, leaf, leaf blower. Yep. Man, that thing is. I love that thing. Yeah. It starts all the time for me without a problem. 
it's it's like a darn hurricane. Yeah. It does such a great job, and I bring that up because you know we had a leaves falling a few right. weeks ago, and I oh that thing was awesome. I love it. Now they're handling a, a new line of. Uh, they're- they're handling Honda Honda stuff as far as the uh, like push mowers and rototillers and stuff like that. Oh, they still okay. have Johnson Red uh, right. leaf blowers. Oh yeah, they still have that. Their their lineup in in, in uh, small uh, lawn equipment is uh, Honda now. Yeah, okay. And they still have the John Deere uh, attachments for a John Deere tractor. Right, and they still got the snow blowers yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention. I'll tell you, I tried those electric ones. They just didn't have the power. No, we we got a Johnson Red at the shop, and I and I actually have one, and then you got yeah. yours. And, well, you got you recommended it, yeah. and so I went out to Dave's and I got one, yep. and that thing is awesome. I like yep. that thing. See, we got uh, yeah. we got a couple minutes here yet. But we do have a, a Christmas sale going on at Smokey's, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna hold this until December twenty third. So the some of the items that are on sale, first of all, everything in the store is fifteen percent off. But that excludes St. Croix rods, Shimano reels, and live bait. But otherwise, everything else in the store is 15% off. Uh, we have Tackle Industries rods. Uh, the ones that are 9 foot 6 and longer are 35% off. And the ones that are 9 foot long and under are 30% off. So those are some significant savings. Uh, and the other thing is, is that our hours at the shop, uh, because our store is heavily reliable on are reliant on on what the weather is like because most of our business is guys that are going fishing that day. We have hours of 7 until 1 during the week and 7 until 2 on weekends, subject to change because of the weather. But we do have phone numbers on the door that we have a couple guys that live five minutes away that they are available and they will come and and take care of your needs. If you give them a quick phone call, they'll come over and and open a store and let you shop and then uh, leave. And you know. BS a little bit. And BS a There's little There's a bit. lot of that going on at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop because you know why? Because when fishermen get together, they're going to tell each other about experiences, right? Exactly. And so you, actually, you know, believe it or not, you can pick up a lot of really good info just by going in there and listening to the guys and talking with them who's there. You got somebody on the line? I do. I'm uh, I'm not too sure about this guy. I think he said his name was Squishy or Cushy or oh, somebody. Bushy. Hi, Bushy. This is uh, the single straight white wealthy landowner calling in <laughs> from Douglas County. Calling in from Douglas County. Yeah. Wow. All right. Hey, Dan. How, how's it going? Well, I started to walk out onto the land here, and already my first uh, alien movement of the day. And <laughs> so, walk back to the cabin. Yeah, oh. I haven't even started yet, but uh, there's, a, uh, uh, there's not much snow up here. Um, the, there was a snowfall about a week ago, and some of the guys came out here, and they were kind of bummed because there were more wolf tracks than deer. Oh, no. Uh, That's not yeah. good. Although there were some deer up on top on the field uh, yesterday, and uh, I did think uh, one of the young guys, Justin, uh, close to the cat, uh, he had a dope. I think he might have got a Oh, I got to check my tech as soon as I get off here. So uh, we'll get up here and give her heck for a while anyway. Weather's nice right now. Cool, crisp, not too windy. Hopefully, we get some snow tonight. That would help. Yeah. Yeah, and you probably will. I'm surprised. It's snowing down here. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, wish, I wish we had that same thing here. And I was going to hunt down on my land by the river bend. It's unbelievable with the amount of water they had this year. There are trees, and I swear to God, it looks like 15 feet high. You can see a water line on the trees. Wow. Uh, the, the entire area was 
you know, I normally hunt got like all washed out and stuff, and I didn't find any deer. Probably caused those deer to move to higher ground, and I don't think they really reestablished down there. So we had to do a little roaming and uh, help the guys out. Uh, I think we'll get some deer up here, and then. I'm going to head to Monroe County probably Thanksgiving, and I'll be back with you guys next Saturday. So. All right. We're looking forward to it, Danny. You get any reports of any big buck shot yet? Not really. No. No. No, no calls. No. All right. Not really. Right. Okay. Before I go, I'll give you a deer camp joke. Okay. Here we go. This is a bad one. Difference between guts and balls. What is it? Guts. You come back from deer camp. Look at your wife. She's got the broom in her hand, and you say, "Are you cleaning or going for a flight tonight, honey?" Oh, <laughs> oh that's bad. Balls. balls is when you come home from deer camp with lipstick smelling like perfume. Pinch her on the butt and say, "You're next, honey." Oh. <laughs> yeah, the those. Re- the, the end result, however, is the same. They both result in death. Yeah, uh, yeah, those are uh, deer camp jokes. <laughs> yep, definitely. Those- uh, Those are coming from a guy that's not married, too. Yeah, right. Uh, that's why I can let him fly and not get anybody mad at me. So. Exactly. All right, Danny. Well, we'll see you next week, all right? All right, guys. All right, take, take care. care. See you, Danny. Bye now. And with that, we got to go to a commercial break. 799-1250 is the phone number. We'll be right back with more. He's Ron Heidenreich. I'm Tom Neubauer and Nick Bodie on the boards. This is 105.7 FM, The Fan. Yes, it is. It's the final segment of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Where we are so happy you're with us today. Those of you who are not out deer hunting, we got a couple of callers on the line right now waiting to get on. So let's, uh, who do you got first? First up, we got our friend Royce calling in oh, for you. Dennis Royce. Our bold, all right, our Boulder Junction connection. That's for sure. Yeah, well, Danny's not here today. He's deer hunting. Ron Heidenreich is in with us right now. So, what's up? How's it? What's it like up north there in Boulder Junction area? Right now, if you guys want to come up, uh, there's just a couple lakes that are left open. They're not going to be open much longer. It's pretty tough to fish. Water temperature is about uh, plus or minus 40 degrees on the open water lakes. All the other lakes pretty much got ice on them, and I'm sure there are going to be a lot of uh, guys and gals up here that are hunting out ice fishing as well. Yeah. Uh, the bays, are, the short, uh, smaller bays are froze over with no problem, but, uh, again, you got to use caution when you're up here going on the ice and on the first ice. But we got four or five inches of snow on the ground, and it looks like winter. I was down in Tomahawk yesterday, and the lakes from maybe not just north of Tomahawk up to Boulder Junction are pretty much freezing up, and you're not going to have open water much longer. Oh, so that's that's a lake report, I guess. And yeah, a rough idea where things are at, but we got like say five, six inches of snow on the ground. It's white. It's a perfect day for deer hunting, and I'm going to be joining my grandson and my son-in-law a little while here once I get my uh, courage up and drink a few more coffees. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's the fourth report for you. So anyway, that's the conditions. And I think we're going to have winter here for a long time this year. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's come a little earlier this year. Um, so, But you know what? That's what that's what the liberals call climate change. Yeah, yeah. Right. It changes. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> I would like to see that global warming come back. You know, I, I'm, I was looking forward to that. 
I agree. I, and we had a we had we got jipped out of fall this year. It went from summer to winter right off the bat here, yep. and I, uh, it's disappointing because I want to do a lot of walleye fishing yet, and I just put the boat away a week ago, and I oh, yeah. oh. I say uncle to that, so we're done. So, yeah. yeah, well, so, oh well, anyway, what are you gonna do? All right. Well, good luck hunting, and uh, we'll talk to you in another couple weeks. You'll let us know how you did, all right? I'll let you know how we did, and I'll give you an up north report. The snowmobile season will be starting soon. I'll give you a report on that as well. All right. Thanks, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. He is Dennis Royce, our Boulder Junction connection, living up there in God's country. (laughs) Beautiful area. Beautiful. Yeah, it is. But it's kind of boring in the wintertime, unless unless you're into the snowmobiling or skiing or stuff like that. You pretty much got to be a cross-country skier or a snowmobiler or an avid ice fisherman. But, Mm -hmm. you know, up there, uh, ice fishing, it it won't be long, and the lakes will be un- navigable uh you know you get so much slush yeah, under that snow yeah. and you just can't get around yeah it's tough it, right. it, yeah he talked about that that one year that they couldn't even get out to where they wanted to go right. even with their atvs and that yep. and snowmobiles it was just too too much snow that one year and uh snow and slush and yeah it was just right. tough and and on that one year when we had the 30 inches of ice here remember that year mm-hmm. it was even more up there right right <laughs> you know, so. I don't want to see one of those winters. Ugh. No, I don't want to see one of those. That was I can I, I don't mind the cold. I just don't like the snow. Yeah. I would like that not to happen, you know. I so. I don't need snow cuz I don't like shoveling it. I don't like snow blowing it. That's all. Oh, oh, we got one more caller. I'm sorry. We do. We have Shar who wanted to talk to you. All righty. Good morning, Shar. Hi guys. How you doing? Hey, we're doing great. Is Keith with you today or is he up hunting? No, he's up hunting. Yeah, of oh. course. Which is okay. Well, yeah, of course. Of course. He got a, I called to tell you, he got a nine point buck. Nice. Um, last week. Oh, okay. Bow, bow hunting, bow yeah. Bow and arrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, we took it in, and um, Bucky's processed the deer for us. And while we went and picked it up, you can't walk in that place and not get some of that sausage. Oh. It's just like heaven. You walk oh. in there, that place smells just wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the food is, because I That's love their, have you ever had their fajita sausages? No, I haven't. Oh, they're really okay. good. It's like my favorite okay. sausage. And then they have the meat sticks. All too. right, yeah, okay. So, All right. So anyhow, I have to call and plug Bucky's my meats and sausages. They did a great job. Okay, well, that's fine, Char. Thank you. Okay, have a good day. Okay, thanks. Bye now. I saw. All right. Uh, that was that was Shar. He's uh, Mrs. Keith, the electrician, right? <laughs> avid hunter. Yeah, and and Char is an avid angler. Yes, definitely avid angler. So uh, yeah, she's. I've seen pictures of her with some nice fish. Yeah, long long time listeners and callers of our show. Yeah, and she makes a heck of a cheesecake. Yeah, it's been a few years since I've had some of that. I know. She used to bring it over to Monkey Island. Yeah, you know, she some of some her. up for John. Yeah. Well, we all. We all shared well, it. Yeah, but, we all yeah. shared it. She brought it for John, but we all we all got a piece of That's course. right. Yeah, we have to do that. That was yeah. good, Char. Yeah. You know, just to make mention of the fact, too, that uh, Smokey's Musky Shop, we, you know, it, it. a lot of people still call it Smokey's Musky Shop, but it's now it's the the email address is Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. Yes, because we not only have well, we got all kinds of musky stuff, but we also have the stuff for panfish, 
uh, northerns, walleyes, bass. You know, we got a lot of that stuff too, and and of course all the different live bait that you're going to need. You know, right. so and you got to be winding down with the suckers a little bit. Well, we're, you know, we've wound down on all of the other live bait. All oh, we yeah. have are suckers in the tanks right now, and uh, yeah. and that's going to be sketchy. It's going to be all weather dependent upon how long we continue that. Yeah, yeah, that's true because you don't want to invest that kind of money just to throw them away. Right. You know. And, right. Another outlet, if if we should uh, run out or call it a year, uh, Dick Smith's bait and tackle out in Delafield will have uh, live bait all through the winter. Yeah, yeah, uh, because they service all the ice anglers. Yep, and they're they're friends of our show. Yeah, definitely. Oh, who do you got? We got Ron in Muskego. All right. Hey, good morning, Ron. Good morning. What's on your mind today? Yeah, I'm wondering, uh, you may have covered this already, but... I've been, uh, I'm one of those guys who like to get out, you know, last open water, and so I'm looking to maybe get on the Rock River, and I'm wondering if anybody's been Yes, it's, it's open, and they're catching walleyes. Yes, yeah, definitely. Get out there. Yeah, um, you're a brave guess, soul, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> you're a brave yeah. guy. Uh, one, one thing about the, the leaders, I yeah. use 50-pound fluorocarbon on my tip-ups okay and i've had really good luck with that no bite no bite offs nope no bite offs okay um, i do really well with that and then for open water i'm usually using wire because okay. if you're casting right. they don't really care and the, the bait's moving so right well okay. thanks for the information okay thanks ron okay, yeah thank you you know you know one thing about the the river fishing in our, in our state is Everybody always keys in on going like in March and April, and they think the big walleye run is on. Well, yes, in fact, uh, there are a lot of walleyes to be caught in March and April on the rivers. Mm -hmm. But the guys that really know, October and November and early December are equally as good, and uh, they just don't go. Yeah, that's Um, that's actually, Ron, was... I haven't gone in the last two years, but that was my best time, favorite time to go. Yep. Up to like the fox was in uh, in the fall. And less Fewer, people. Less people. Yep. Lots of fish. Yep. You and just less people. That, and that was the main thing. Less people. Right. You know. I mean, you, you, they're going to have walleyes in those rivers year round, but less people better. Right. Uh. So okay, folks. That's it. Well, thanks Ron. for having me in today. Yeah. Well, like Bushy always says, do something nice for somebody someday. There That's you go. all we got. All right. Thank you. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. Well, that's all we go. We got, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next week.